Happy New Year! Well, good morning, afternoon, or evening. You may delete this as appropriate. I am uh, Chad Lamon, your host for this episode of Ministry Bits. This is episode 42. Can you believe it? 42. Getting on up there. Getting close to 50. Going to have to plan something big for 50. Uh, I don't know what we're doing, but we're going to plan something pretty cool for 50. So uh, wanted to. I've gotten a lot of feedback recently, especially people uh, asking about this, um, about the Apple Watch, about um, uh, Apple Watch and ministry, and what people want me to do an episode on the Apple Watch. I'm not sure that they want to me to combine ministry and the Apple Watch necessarily, but a lot of people want me to talk about the Apple Watch. So I'm just going to kind of talk about it, and we can make applications to ministry uh, as we see fit. I've gotten a lot of feedback, as I said, about this. I know of at least a half a dozen people that have asked, hey, what's your opinion on the Apple Watch? What do you think about the Apple Watch? Uh, things like that. And I do have to say that I have had an Apple Watch for probably six months now, about five, about, I'd say about five months. I got mine a couple of months after uh, they came out. I wanted to kind of see how the dust settled and everything like that. I wanted to wait until the apps got better, until the uh, Watch OS 2 came out. So I got mine a cup, just a couple of weeks, I believe, before uh, the Watch OS 2 update, and I'll talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, but the question, I guess, you have to ask yourself with the Apple Watch is, do I, do I really need one? Uh, is there a place in my life for an Apple Watch? Is, is it in your ministry? Is there a place in, in your ministry for an Apple Watch? Is there a place in your life for an Apple Watch? And if you're an Apple person, then I would say yes. If you're not an Apple person, if you use a PC, um, and if you don't have an iPhone, you might as well just turn this show off now. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that to be mean, but an Apple Watch is limited to be used with an iPhone. You have to have an iPhone. I believe a 5S or above. You have to have an iPhone for the Apple Watch to work. Uh, you can't even use it uh, unless it is paired with an iPhone. I don't like that. I wish you could use it. Um, I wish there was an Apple Watch app for Android or something that you could use, and I'm sure maybe one's coming, uh, but not for a good long while, probably not for a, at least a, another year or so. But you have to have an iPhone to use an Apple Watch. So I debated on whether or not even to do one of these episodes, but I got a little bit of feedback and I, and people asking me about it. So I figured, yes, I, I do need to talk about this. So if you're going to talk about these different things, we're going to have to talk about, uh, what, how it, how does it fit into your workflow? How does it fit into your ministry productivity? How does it fit into your work life, your home life, your everything like that? And what can you do with it? Uh, we're going to talk about a few things and I've got an outline right here. I'll just tell you, I'll just go ahead and tell you what I'm going to be talking about in sections here. We're going to talk first. I'm going to talk about the grand unified theory of Apple products. And you may have seen that article before. I'm going to give you facts on the Apple watch. I'm going to give you my opinions on the Apple watch. I'm going to uh, tell you about some cool things that the Apple watch can do. And then I'm going to give you uh, my top apps. What I think are the top apps that, that are really, really great for the Apple watch. And uh, then I'm going to talk about what's missing, and then we're going to close the podcast out here. So really looking forward to talking about this. Uh, so let's get started. Let's talk about the grand unified theory uh, of Apple products. And, and this was kind of an idea that was posed uh, in an article that I read a couple of weeks ago. And it proposed this theory 
for Apple products. Now, if you've bought into the Apple ecosystem, you may have a MacBook or an iMac. Uh, you may have an iPhone already. Uh, you may have an iPad that you teach or preach from or anything like that. So you've bought into that ecosystem. Well, if you buy an Apple Watch, you're, you're all in. You're, you're up to your waist in Apple stuff. And the grand unified theory of Apple products says this, and this is in sequence. The job of the Apple Watch is to do more things, more and more things on your wrist so that you don't need to pick up your phone as often. Okay? Kind of snowballing here, building upon itself. The job of the iPhone is to do more and more things such that you may not, don't need your iPad. And it should be always trying and striving to do that. Okay? So if you stop right there, you think, man, I could get a lot of, I, personally, I can get a lot of work done on my phone. Really, it's amazing what I can get done on my phone. Uh, I can I can get more done on my phone than some people can on their desktop computers. And I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying that because it's kind of true. Um, but if you were to stop right there, those two devices right there are the ones that you have with you all the time. Your, your watch and your phone. For those of you who don't have a watch yet, maybe, you have your phone. So then we go, we move on to the iPad. The job of the iPad should be it should be so powerful and capable that you don't ever have to use a notebook and ask yourself questions like why do i need a notebook i can add a keyboard i, I can do all these things why do i need a notebook computer and then you go to the macbook the next step to to computing to a what we traditionally know know as a personal computer the job of the notebook the macbook is to make it so you never need a desktop right I've been using a Mac laptop for almost 10 years now. Um, that leaves the desktop at the end of the line. So what's its job? Well, its job is to challenge what we think a computer can do. Um, and that no computer has ever done before, be more powerful and more capable than anything that you could possibly imagine, right? Um, editing 4K video, uh, posting videos to YouTube, uh, doing high-quality audio edits. Right now I'm recording on my Mac and I'm using a, a, a app called Audio Hijack. And I am with built within this app is basically everything that I need to see levels, to see peaks and RMSs and VU, I have VU meters sitting right in front of me. And all I have is a USB microphone plugged into my computer. My Mac, my notebook is incredibly powerful. So that's kind of the grand unified theory of Apple products. And so you have to ask yourself, does the Apple watch have a function in your life or ministry, or is it just a toy? Uh, the Apple watch to me, and this is my opinion. Uh, and I think, I think you'll probably agree is not an essential ministry tool. It's not an essential life tool. Uh, there are many, many, many things, timepieces that you can get that are very, very cheap for telling the time. I saw one at Walmart the other day for nine bucks. You can go pick one up. So what does a $400 watch do that no other watch can do? You know what they say about luxuries. A luxury once tried is, is you know, you have, you have to have it almost until then. To say, and to, to say that I cannot imagine my life without my Apple Watch is an overstatement because I can. Because there are some days, there are very few, few days now, maybe one out of ten, that I forget to get it off the charger and wear it to work or wear it to wherever I'm going. And when I do that, I find myself missing it. And that's how I know that, hey, this is a useful tool for me. Is it essential? No. Is it necessary? No. Is it nice? Of course. 
So that's interesting to see and interesting to have. Now let's talk about the facts of the Apple Watch. Let's just, just talk about what is going on. If you don't know anything about it, if you don't know uh, what you're maybe looking at, or if you if you haven't really looked into the Apple Watch, or you thought it was just kind of a toy, or you thought it was something that, that well, yeah, it'd be nice to have if I got as a Christmas present, or maybe you've got a new Apple Watch and you don't really think that you know what you want to do to use it. You don't want, you're thinking you may take it back. You, you don't know. Well, the facts here are that it's the only smartwatch with deep support on iOS. Um, Apple makes it, obviously. They allow it to work with iOS. It's got its own watch app that is built into the phone. You don't even have to download it. It's one of those standard apps. It's actually really, really good, and it's got nice, deep support for deep notifications, things that you can do on the watch that will connect to your phone and vice versa. Uh, it's one of the most expensive smartwatches out there right now. You can get an Android Wear watch for probably fifty to a hundred dollars, maybe even two hundred dollars less than you can get an Apple Watch. And Android Wear has an iOS app now that you can use to use it on iPhones as well as Android devices. So why would you get an Android Wear watch versus an Apple Watch? Well, for one, if you're an Android user, if you're still listening and you're an Android user on your phone, then yeah, that's what you would get an Android Wear watch for. And I hear that Android Wear is actually quite nice. It's actually very, very nice. The um, hardware is a bit clunkier, but the software is a bit better from what I've I've used and what, from what I've understood. Um, whereas the opposite is true with Apple. The hardware is much a little bit nicer, a little bit better, a little bit more sleek and design that we would expect from Apple. But the software is a little slow. It's a little buggy. It's gotten a whole lot better with watchOS 2. We'll talk about here in a second. But still, it's one of the smallest, talking about the design, it's one of the smallest smart watchers out there. And if you haven't went and tried one of these on, I would schedule, go into your, if you have an iPhone, go to your Apple Store app and schedule a try-on uh, for the Apple Watch. And the only time, I, I was convinced that I didn't need one. I was convinced I said that's silly. Why would Apple waste their time and their energy to put out a smartwatch that, that nobody's going to use, that, that has no practical use in any kind of society or anything like that? And I'm, I was very frustrated at first with Apple for wasting what I felt like was wasting time on this. And then I went and tried one on. And I'm telling you, if you're on the fence about getting one, go try one on. They, they take them out of the, the thing. They have a salesperson that's like right there one-on-one -on -one with you. And you put the thing on, you get to feel how it taps your wrist. We'll talk about that in a minute with notifications. You see all the things that you can do with it. You see how comfortable it is. It's very, very comfortable. And you see how small it is. Even the larger 42 millimeter is very small. It fits under my shirt sleeve. That's, that's kind of important for ministers, right? It fits under my shirt sleeve just fine when I'm wearing a dress shirt or when I'm wearing a long sleeve, long sleeve shirt. And I don't have to worry about it getting caught on anything. It's nice. It's smooth. It's smaller than you might think. And I think if you're thinking about getting the smaller version, you're going to want to go with the bigger version. Because I was convinced that I was going to get the 38 millimeter. Um, and I think that any, I'd, I'd say unless you just prefer to have a smaller watch, then you're going to want the 42 millimeter. Um, it's, in my opinion, the most capable smartwatch out there. And that's with one exception. Uh, the power of Google is is very apparent in Android Wear. And uh, the way that Google can predict traffic and predict directions and predict uh, times, it uses the Google Now integration. 
is very, very, very cool with Android Wear. That's the one advantage I think that Google has over it. So if that's big for you, then you might want to look at Android Wear. But to me, the cap- most capable smartwatch out there now is the Apple Watch. Uh, Apple has opted not to share sales numbers uh, of the Apple Watch. Some people estimate, I think I heard mid- middle of December before Christmas, the, the Christmas shopping season hit, I think they'd sold somewhere around 3 million units. When you compare that to iPhone and iPad numbers, it's, it's almost nothing because the iPhone continues to be the driving force uh, for Apple. It sells tens of millions of units. Uh, so you got to look at that as well. Is this something that Apple is going to uh, kind of downgrade like Apple TV was for a long time and say, oh, it's just a hobby. It's just one of our things that we do now and not really give it a lot of attention. Or are you going to invest this 400 bucks plus and get, you know, something really nice? Um, let's talk about the watch um, OS. Uh, Apple rebranded its OSs to say watch OS and you've got iOS and you've got TV OS. I predict, and this is just a side note, that they will have Mac OS. It will no longer be OS X. It will be Mac OS. And they'll just have version numbers after that. I think that's coming. Um, what's really cool uh, is that App Watch OS 1 was kind of slow. It was plagued with bugs. And Siri didn't work all that well. But what's cool is App- Apple came out very shortly thereafter with Watch OS 2. And it was out probably, I think, four to five months after the watch came out. It had greatly improved speed, especially for third-party apps, you know, the apps that aren't, aren't Apple apps. And it made Siri much more reliable. And I'll tell you, Siri is a big deal, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit, when it comes to the Apple Watch. Because you can't type, necessarily, on the Apple Watch. You can't, uh, in, in the traditional sense, you can't type like you would on your iPhone. Um, but Siri is actually incredibly important. And the voice recognition is actually pretty great when you start using it and start using Siri for a lot of different things. So a lot of you have asked about my opinions with about the Apple Watch. And I'll go ahead and tell you a lot of my opinions here about the Apple Watch. To me, notifications are what win uh, me over with the Apple Watch. Um, after the initial setup and after the initial few days of, of navigating apps and setting it up like you want to and things like that, I'll be honest, you really don't use it that much. And what I mean to say that is you let the watch come to you, not vice versa. Um, you don't go to the watch necessarily for a lot of information. You let it come to you, send you notifications on what's most important. Um, my favorite, favorite thing, my favorite, favorite thing is the subtle uh, taps that it gives you on your wrist. If you take your wrist right now, your bare wrist, and just tap lightly with your index finger, that's exactly what it feels like. It gives you a nice little double tap for certain different things. And if you have, I have 99% of the time, I have my um, watch just on vibrate mode. And uh, it nobody ever knows that my watch has gone off. Now it gives you a nice little ding ding, you know, whenever you've got the vibrate turned off and the sound turned on, but it's so nice to be able to sit in a meeting or sitting there, uh, in a conference call or something like that. And there's just, uh, it just gets a tap on your wrist. I just glance at my watch and see if it's an important message. And if it's not, it's not, it's really, really nice. Uh, it will mirror whatever is on your phone or you can customize it to set notifications for whatever's on your phone. So if you don't get email notifications, on your phone, you can tell it, hey, I don't want it to be on my phone, so I don't want it to be on my watch. 
But you can turn that around. You can say, I want it to go to my watch, but I don't want it to ping on my phone necessarily. So it's really, really cool. That Taptic engine is very nice. Unless you're sitting at a desk or a hard surface or on a conference table and the watch is actually touching the surface, no one will ever know that your your wrist was tapped. You, no one can ever, you can't hear it. Uh, the person sitting right next to you doesn't know. That's great for meetings, counseling sessions, uh, whenever you just don't want to pick up your phone, whenever you're uh, wrestling with kids and you get a tap on your wrist, you can glance at your watch, say, oh, that's not important, I'll get to that later, and it's really, really great. It's really great for checking the time. I, I forgot how nice and convenient it is to not have to dig my phone out of my pocket and check the time. And I wore a watch, you know, all through school, most of the time through the military, and I just kind of stopped doing that in college because of cell phones. I would take out my cell phone and check the time. Well, I find that wearing a watch is actually really, really nice. And if I was to ever not have an Apple Watch, I might go back to a regular, just you know, digital analog watch, just so I can see the time on my wrist, uh, because time is so very important to me. So that's a big deal for me, and that's something very elementary, but yet it does very, very well. And there's a lot of different watch faces. A lot of different customizations that you can put on those watch faces with colors and configurations of what they call complications. Uh, these complications are like little icons that can display uh, information from weather to activity to all these other different things. It's really, really nice. So I use that all the time uh, to see almost uh, the important things. Uh, I like texting while driving using Siri. Uh, if I can say... I can say Siri, uh, uh, you know, I can, I, I'm not going to say, I'm going to say it once and it may sit off your phone or your, your watch if you've got it, but I'm going to go ahead and say, Hey Siri, you know, and it will do a lot of different things for me. I can do a search. I can ask it to do a lot of different things and I can say, uh, text this or text that. And when I want to respond to a text message, I can actually voice it out on my phone and you can make it to where it always responds. Uh, with the text that you have sent via Siri. Really, really nice. So some of the cool things that Apple Watch can do as we're kind of moving along here, uh, some of the really cool things that Apple Watch can do, I love the fact that I can just pull up my wrist and I can see all of my complications and I can use uh, that to see stuff like the time, obviously, uh, date, activity. Um, I can see my OmniFocus to-do list of what's coming up next. I can see the weather. I can see uh, the battery percentage that I have. And speaking of battery, you know, I've found that Apple Watch does have a pretty good battery. Um, I would say that uh, in my normal use, about a day and a half. Uh, you get at least about a day and a half. So you do have to charge it every night, but it's very, very quick to charge. Put it on the charger for 10 minutes and you could get, you know, 10 or 20, 30%. And it uh, gives you really good battery life. I actually really like it. I expect the new Apple Watch, the one that comes out the next, to be uh, even better with battery life. Um, I love sending a text or setting a timer uh, just by saying, you know, hey Siri. I love doing that because I'll be cooking something and I'll, uh, I want to be able to go out in the garage and do some laundry or something and I'll say set a timer for whatever and it'll go right to it, set the timer and start counting down and then it'll alert me, give me a tap on the wrist when it's all uh, done and everything. It's really great. As far as directions and maps and different things like that, there is a Google Maps app that you can put and it will forward some directions to your watch from your phone. But I like the regular Maps app, and I use the regular Maps app, Apple Maps, 
And it gives you turn-by-turn directions right there on your wrist while you're driving. And it even tells you, it even taps you the direction that you're supposed to be going. So if you're supposed to be turning left, it'll tap you kind of on the left side of your wrist. Uh, on the right, it'll tap you on the right side, and et cetera, et cetera. It's actually really, really nice. You can turn that off, of course, if that's what, don't, what you don't like. Um, you can use it as a viewfinder for the camera app. I haven't really found a good use for that, but something kind of neat that you can do with it. What I have found a use for really nice is I have a tripod mount for my phone. And if I ever want to take a portrait or take a picture or something, I can use the camera plus app, um, to use it as a remote shutter button. It's really, really nice. It even has a little button on there for the timer. I can set a timer, uh, and jump in the picture if I wanted to from the camera. That's the camera plus app. And I don't know how much that is. I believe it's $4.99, but it's really nice camera app. Um, a couple of other things you can do. Uh, I can view my data usage right on my watch using the Veri- my Verizon app. Now, I don't know about how that is with AT&T. I'm sure they have a similar thing, but uh, the Verizon app actually lets you just use and see exactly how much data you have uh, and how much you've used. Um, ESPN for me is this time college football season. Man, it's great. I love looking at that, and it's actually a really nicely well-designed app. It's got the team's icons and their records below it, and it'll tell you what the scores are, and it updates it right from your phone. You can get notifications sent to your watch on uh, you know, what teams are doing what uh, based upon you know your ESPN app and different things. Very well-designed app. And I really like uh, Force Touch on the Apple Watch. You can use Force Touch in a lot of different apps for a lot of different things, but my most used one is just to clear all the notifications. If you drag from the top, you can see all of your notifications, scroll through all those and every different thing. But if you just want to clear all of them, you just push a little bit harder and you can hit clear all, and that's it. Really, really nice. So as we're kind of wrapping up here, I want to tell you about some of my top apps that I really, really like on the Apple Watch, uh, and the first of which is Carrot Weather. Now, I have no idea why it's branded Carrot. I haven't really looked into that or anything. It's got a weird app icon, but it's a really fun app on your phone already, but I bought the app. I think it's like $2.99 or maybe $1.99, and um, it's really great because the complication on the Apple Watch shows you a little icon on what the weather is doing. So if it's raining, it'll show you a little raindrop. If it's cloudy, it'll show you a little cloud, and it'll show the temperature below that. And it's actually really, really nice. And it has a funky kind of, when you when you tap on it, I'm just going to tap on it right now, and um, it just gives you, it, has, it gives you attitude is what it does. Um, and gives you attitude. Let me see here. And it says, uh, you know, it's 68 degrees in Columbia. Are you enjoying your sunny day? And uh, sometimes when it's raining, it'll be dreary and raining or something to say 53 and raining. And it'll say, you'll take this rain and you'll like it. And it's just it's really funny, actually, when you read some of them and you get a snicker out of them. And it's really, really great. Uh, that's Carrot Weather. And that's one of my favorites because I'm kind of, a, kind of a weather nerd. And speaking of being a weather nerd, weather nerd is actually a really good application on your phone that I love to use. But it also is a really great little application on your Apple Watch. And the glance um, that you swipe up from the bottom of your of your Apple Watch on the main face, your glance actually is really, really nice for weather nerds. So I use a couple of different weather apps to combine my weather experience, I guess. It's really great. And I also use an app called Storm. It's by uh, Weather Underground. That one's really great, too. It seems to be really accurate as far as radar goes and seeing stuff. I'm sure that... 
those of you who live in Alabama and Tennessee got a taste of uh, t- the tornadic weather here in uh, at Christmas time, which was super weird because it's been super warm here at Christmas. But um, yeah, it was nice to be able to have that storm app and to be able to see those things, especially get the alerts and different things on my Apple Watch. And my most favorite app probably is uh, OmniFocus. And uh, every to-do list app, there's a lot of to-do list apps that actually have really great complications, and they also have uh, a really great just app experience on the Apple Watch, and that is OmniFocus, Todoist, uh, To-Do, a couple of different ones. I think Things has um, a, a good Apple Watch app. Uh, your Odds are your to-do list app is going to have a nice little interface uh, for the Apple Watch, and it's really, really great. OmniFocus is really great on the Apple Watch. Um, I really like Messages. Um, Messages, to me, is my most used app. I will get messages. My my wife loves to text me all day long about lots of different stuff. And um, if I'm in a meeting or if I'm in a recording session, recording a video or something like that, it's nice to be able to just look at that watch and see, hey, this is not something that's terribly important that she needs to know right now, and I can contact her after we're done recording here in five minutes. So it's really, really nice. Uh, the messages app. I like uh, ESPN, as I told you before, really nicely well-designed app, and you can kind of set it up from your um, your iOS device, and then you can go move to your font, your watch. Uh, and the last one I want to I want to mention two calculator apps, like a true nerd that I am, uh, Calcbot, the same guys that make uh, or used to make PaceBot, and now they make Tweetbot. Um, Calcbot is actually a really really nice uh, iPhone app. And it is even better. You can actually have the whole Casio watch, calculator watch experience with CalcBot. And uh, PCalc is very much the same. PCalc is a, a favorite of a lot of people, especially on the iPhone. And uh, PCalc has got a really good watch app as well. And uh, the apps that are missing is pretty blatantly obvious. And I really don't, I, I kind of understand why they've been left out, but I don't really understand why they've been left out and that is two apps from apple reminders and notes um i would love to be able to capture audio transcribe it to text and put it in notes i can do that with drafts on my uh, apple watch which is great by the way i forgot to mention that in my top apps but drafts is actually on the apple watch and it's really great as well but reminder about uh, notes i would actually really i'm using apple notes now and I can't seem to get away from it because it's really, really great. And I would like to be able to capture a note and transcribe it to text and put it, have it synced with my iCloud and everything. But you can't do that on the Apple Watch. And that's an Apple app, which is very peculiar. Um, and another thing, reminders. You know, reminders, you can say, remind me about something, but it sends the reminder to the Reminders app on your phone. Um, which is great, but it still doesn't have a built-in Reminders app. So I don't understand that. But anyway... How could you use this in ministry? Well, obviously, there's a lot of different applications. But to me, the biggest selling point is merely having the convenience of as many meetings as I sit through and as many uh, sessions as I sit through with people. And and as much as I record, I'm recording a lot um, with our TV studio um, ministry here at Graymere. And it's nice to be able to just glance down and see notifications on my on my watch. Hear my, I can maybe feel my phone vibrating, but it's you know you got that anxiety like, oh, is somebody trying to get a hold of me? Is it is it a big deal or not? And then you can see the message on your watch and say, well, no, it's not a big deal. And that to me is the biggest selling point to me. So, Apple Watch is a very 1.0 product. 
I expect a lot of great things from it. Uh, how you use it in your ministry is really up to you. Um, I believe that there's 10 people, 10 ministers will use it in 10 different ways. Um, there's lots and lots of ways that you can use it, and there's lots of potential in ways that you can use it. So that's my opinions, my thoughts, my, um, I guess, complaints about the Apple Watch, and we're going to have a prayer, and then we'll end our show. Our last show of 2015, we'll end it today. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you so much that you have blessed us in so many ways, blessed us with the congregations that we work for, blessed us with jobs to provide for our families, Lord. Lord, please help us to always use technology responsibly. Help us to never let it get in the way, but help us to always let it do its job and help us further your kingdom with it. Lord, we thank you so much for the things that we're blessed with, and we ask that if we are blessed, we continue to bless others. Thank you so much for 2015, and please help us have 2016 make an awesome year for you. Thank you so much for everything. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. I do appreciate you listening. You can find the show notes for this episode and different links and whatnot to this episode at chadl.co slash mbits slash 042. And um, be on the lookout for new episodes next uh, month. We're going to have Dale Jenkins on the show, the man, the myth, the legend, friend of the internet, Dale Jenkins. We're going to have him on the show next month. And that will be earlier next month, probably in the first half of the month. And that'll be that. That should be really, really great. I'm going to talk to him about the Apple Watch as well as the iPad and how he's using the iPad and different things that he's using. I'm just going to ask him a bajillion questions. Let's just do that. So uh, make sure you like us on Facebook and go there on Twitter. I think we're at 99 likes on Facebook. Really? So let's make that happen. Let's make the hundred happen, people. Uh, you, you be the one guy. Uh, whoever is the hundredth like, I may, you know, send an encouraging note to. <laughs> we don't really have a big budget here. We don't have nice big sponsors like Squarespace and, and, and all sorts of other stuff. So anyway, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for li- listening to me blab. And I really appreciate you doing that. If you have questions or comments, please, please, please uh, get with me on Twitter. I am Chad Landman, C-H-A-D-L-A-N-D-M-A-N on Twitter. And you can also do us at uh, Ministry Bits, at Ministry Bits on Twitter. And I do appreciate it. Go out and have a rest, a good rest of your 2015. And if you're listening in 2016, Happy New Year.